The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father. For he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good, and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers and sisters only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. This is an exciting day for a couple of our younger parishioners. This is exciting for me. They get to make their first confessions. Are you excited? Eh, okay. I remember my first confession, but it's because I was baptized at a much older age, and so I didn't have to confess all of my sins as a child. But my first confession was a little scary. I remember I was really adamant I did not want to go to my parish priest. But I also worked at the parish, so that seemed like a conflict of interest. Luckily, you don't work here, so that's helpful. But I remember going, and I sat down with this priest. He's actually a Franciscan priest, so he's wearing this big brown habit. And I sat down and I said, free me, Father. I've sinned. Uh, this is my first time. I don't know what I'm doing. And he just looked at me and said, oh, that's wonderful. I'm so happy you're here. And to be greeted with such a, a, an element of joy instead of like, you don't know what you're doing? Get out of here, you crazy person. Come on. But instead like, wow, this is awesome. I'm so happy for you. Because what he knew, I did not know yet in that time, was the great effect, the grace, and ultimately the, the freedom that confession provides for us. For, for us who have maybe had the opportunity to go to confession a few more times, we recognize that sin is, is just junk. You know, it's just eating a bunch of sugar all the time and never having anything sustenance. It just makes us sick to our stomach. And we recognize, too, our sins are choices that we make that maybe we shouldn't have or times where we should have done something that we didn't want to do or some we've not done something that we should have done. And so sin is just really ultimately us turning away from the Lord. We hear about it kind of today in the readings when in Deuteronomy Moses spoke to the people saying this is the day the Lord your this day the Lord your God commands you to observe these statutes and decrees. So all the way back into the Old Testament Moses was giving us the laws to follow, the laws that many we still follow today, the 10 commandments to be exact. And then the responsorial psalm, blessed are they who follow the law of the Lord. They realize that we have a God who has made everything, and in the making of everything has made everything good, meaning he's made us to be good. And in our free will also gave us the ability to have choice. And sometimes our choices don't always choose the good. That's a reality. Sometimes we, we look at something and we say, I know I shouldn't do that, but we still choose to do it. Or we look at something and say, man, I really don't want to do that, but I do. 
or vice versa, however I just said those two things. But basically, we recognize like there is right and there is wrong, and our free will allows us to make choice because God loves us. If, if God didn't love us, one, I wonder if we'd all be robots in the sense of like we would never do the wrong thing because we'd always be making the right choice because we had no free will. That sounds really boring. Life might be easier, but super, super boring. So we recognize like the Father gave us then a way to return when we've made errors. Just like when we make a mistake, we go to someone and say, I'm really sorry, I, I screwed up. And they forgive us. The Father forgives us in a way that is unexplainable sometimes. So that first confession, I don't remember what I confessed. But I remembered the, the expression of, of gentleness and love that the priest offered. And I've remembered that in many other confessions. One, one in particular, I've been going to confession for, I don't know, a couple of years at this point, and telling the priest, like, I'm just so frustrated because it seems like I have the same sins all the time. I think we can relate to that. And he leans in. This is a very, very old priest. He leans in. He looks at me. He grabs my hand very gently, just says, do you want new sins every time? And I thought, no, 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 I'm good. I'm trying to figure these out. So I don't need more stuff. So we have to acknowledge, like, yeah, there's stuff we've made error in. Okay, that's how we examine our conscience. And we examine our conscience, so it's something we should do every day, actually. Because at the end of the day, when we examine our conscience, we say, Lord, where were you working? How did you act in my day? How did I respond to you? And where did I make mistakes? It helps us to know how to get better at something. Just like at the beginning of every Mass, we examine our conscience. We call to, we say, brothers and sisters, let's acknowledge our sins. But the better translation is, brothers and sisters, let's acknowledge our sinfulness. Let's acknowledge that we are all sinners. And we are in need of a Father who gives us mercy. And so when we make this examination at the beginning of a Mass, we have to have contrition. That's a, that's a key element for confession. We need contrition. We need to say, I actually am really sorry about this. And I actually intend to not do it again. And so I believe, as a priest who hears confessions, that when a person comes in and they confess whatever they have to confess, that authentically may be the last time they ever go to confession. This might be your first and last time. I also understand the reality of humanity and is that we probably are going to still make mistakes and so you probably have to come back. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with going back. But if we, had, if we have true contrition and we we're like really sorry, we may actually choose to never sin again. Like how awesome would that be? It would make one of my jobs slightly more boring, I suppose. But, but we'd be living holy, virtuous lives. So, I'm really proud of the, the two of you today because it's, it's scary and it's exciting. There's nothing to be worried about. Trust me, there are people way older than you who have not been to confession in super long periods of time. And when they come back, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, that's okay. I'm going to help you. Because it is a sacrament of great joy. 
when you walk out of this, the confessional, like there's just this lightness that we experience, this joy that we, that we get to exude, like this freshness that we have all over again. Because that's what confession does is it renews us. It makes us clean and pure again to go about living our lives in the service of the Lord. That's, that's our goal. So when we hear in this gospel, and Jesus says, you've heard that it said you shall love your neighbor, hate your enemy, but he says, love your enemies. Love your enemies on top of everyone else you care for. So your siblings that upset you, you have to love them. Your parents, when they ask you to do something you don't really want to, you have to do it. When you're aggravated by something or someone upsets you, we need to love and forgive them. It's not easy being a Christian, you know. Ask anyone else here. But it's worth it. It's worth being a Christian. Because our whole life is oriented towards the love given to the Father, which is love he wants to give to us. It's an extremely rewarding life, an extremely rich life, and one that has consequences. And that's why we have these gifts of sacraments, so we can encounter him. Because by going to confession, we make ourselves pure to receive him in communion, which is what you're ultimately looking forward to. This is a step in the process to receive this amazing gift, a gift that we can't take lightly, that we can't just say, oh, I can receive communion, it's no big deal. Like, no, if I have sin, grave sin on my soul, that's when I actually should not have communion. I don't want to disrespect the Lord. I don't want to hurt the Lord in my own failure. So forgiveness of sins, confession is what gives us this ability to return to him. And the reality is this, whether it's your first confession, your thousandth confession, whether you, you go once a week or it's been 40 years, the Lord's love is the same. And the healing that comes is the same. And it just takes a moment. It's not a, a huge, long, drawn-out thing. We don't focus on or, or dwell about the sin, we, we highlight the gift of freedom that comes through the confession. So for all of us, it's a great reminder just to make sure that we're making good confessions, that we are seeking in our daily lives to strive to follow after the Lord, to avoid sin, to seek virtue, to do all of this because we are blessed to have a Father who loves us. And we're blessed to have a Father who is willing to forgive our error. And so your witness today is a good witness for the rest of us. Don't forget that. That our witness as Christians is meant to inspire others. So may we be an inspiration for someone this day so that they can come to know the deep, deep love the Father has for them.